0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. Today, I think we'll try to finish up Tachanun. So first piece of business is to go back to um, some a point that we talked about the last couple of times. Unrelated to Tahnun. the word Baruch, which might mean source of blessing rather than blessed, like Chanun and Rachum, source of mercy, source of compassion. And I said I didn't know a, a classical or traditional source for that. And someone said I think in the Hammer commentary maybe it cites the Abudraham, who is a um, Sephardic medieval commentator. I did my best to hunt through the Abudraham and could not find the source. So I'd like to find a traditional source for that. I actually am going to send an email to a liturgy expert acquaintance of mine and and maybe he'll know. Um, But then, Vered, you also had a little piece of homework, which was, can you think of any other Hebrew words that are like Hanun, rachum, or baruch? They are yell rather than kal passive.
1: I found one. Okay. It came through my mind, and it was the uh, hadur, hadur with the hey le hader.
0: Good. So right. So that yeah.
1: it's to adorn, to make right. it.
0: Right. like hadur na eziv haolam na shicha oh. in, in in right. The interesting question is is that mean full of? Does it still could be a passive? It still could mean the praised one. Although it might be, it might mean full of hadar. Yes. Full of
1: hadar.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, M- Michael Harris, you were waving a hand.
2: Yes. The that reference was in the complete Mitsuda Sidur.
0: Oh, it wasn't in Hammers. though. So the Mitsudah Sidur cites the Abudraham, but I could not find the Abudraham. I mean I have the Abudraham. I, I leafed through his stuff on Brachot and I just couldn't come across it. It's not something that has a perfect index. So I will keep working on that. Michael Ozier, is your hand up? Oh, okay. I mean, it is, it is up, but you didn't mean to put it up. Okay. What I want to do today is I want to look at, um, two other alterations or insertions to Tachanun just for our learnification. They're not things that we do generally. Um, so I am going to screen share. Um, the first one. Let me get the right screen, and then I'll do screen share. Okay. Back to you. Share the screen. Okay. Everyone see the screen, right? So um, this is, again, I just went to Safaria. Anyone can do this. Free access. I clicked on liturgy. It has a few sidurim. I'll mention again, there are not a lot of sidurim on Safaria because because most contemporary sidurim are under copyright. That's why they're not there. So, for example, you might say, like, why isn't the Sim Shalom there? Uh, Or why isn't the saxe Koren there? The answer is because all of those are under copyright. Um, And when Safaria um, gets something that is under copyright, they have to negotiate, and that's actually been difficult to do for Sidurim. So Sidur is actually one of the slimmest sections in safaria which is ironic because it has like all kinds of medieval commentaries that you've never heard of um and sidur which is something that we commonly look at you'd like to find but it's a copyright issue just so you know okay so first of all there is a passage in the monday thursday tachanun in the regular ashkenazi plain old regular Ashkenazi davening that our conservative Sidur has decided to omit. I just want to show you that passage so that you know what it is. So just to review, Monday, Thursday, we have the long seven-paragraph or eight-paragraph introduction, right? And then we have Vayomer um, David el God, which you see on the screen, you Nephilat Apayim, right? Going down on your hand. And then we have Psalm 6, right? That's what we have too, okay? And then we go to, right, to Shomer Yisrael, right? But actually for Monday and Thursday, in between Psalm 6 and Shomer Yisrael, there's a little poem, which is omitted in our Siddur and the poem it's a poem because it has uh, a few verses and in between each verse there's the refrain Adonai Elohei Yisrael shuv mecharona pecha al mecha hashem let go of your anger and uh uh change your mind about the the punishment you are going to do for your people now first of all where does that line come from? What What resonates with you? Anyone can just unmute and shout it out.
2: I would imagine it's Yom Kippur.
0: Yom Kippur, where, I'll give you a hint, the Torah. It's in the Torah. Most of that line is in the Torah. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll sing it for you. Shuv mecharona pecha vinachem <in Hebrew> al le'amecha. Uh yeah. Torah service. Come Uh, on. uh, Seriously, everyone is gonna get an F today. uh, Okay. In the Torah reading from Exodus, from Parshat Kitisa, which we read on Fast Days, which we just read a few weeks ago on Tani Esther. There are three lines that the the reader pauses and the kahal says them aloud and then the reader repeats them. They're sort of penitential lines. One is Hashem Hashem El-Rachum V'Khanun, right? The 13 attributes of God's mercy. One is V'salachta Lavonenu Chatatenu Unchaltanu. And the third one is Shuv Meharon Apecha Vinachem Al-Hara'a le Does it ring a bell now? Yes? Okay, right? Shuv Mecharon Apecha Vinachem Al-Hara'a le Okay, so the Paitan, the poet, took that phrase. He added in front of it, Hashem Elohei Israel, to make sure you knew who we were talking to. God, um, cha-, uh, uh, as it were, we say Kiviachol in Hebrew, as it were, change your mind, okay? And stop being angry at us and punishing us. So that's the refrain. Um, the context, of course, what's the context of that story in Exodus? That we read on fast days. Who says that and when in the Torah? What's the story about? Someone unmute themselves and just answer the question. I'm not looking at hands raised. Okay. The story is about the sin of the
2: golden calf,
0: golden calf. right? Where Hashem says, I'm going to wipe them all out. Moshe prays to God and says, please forgive the people. Uh, and, he, and and um, um, and Hashem teaches Moshe the attributes of faith. I have to I have to resize this so I can see my text. Um, and says, "Please forgive the people." Okay, so it's the story of the golden calf, which is seen as sort of a um, ground zero, the index case of um, trying to plead with Hashem to not be angry with us that's why we read it on fast days okay so the paitan has taken that phrase hashem change your mind don't be angry please added hashem aloha israel to the beginning of that line from the torah um and that is the refrain okay so we start out with the refrain then verse one look from heaven and behold that we've become an object of scorn and derision among the nations we are considered a sheep led to the slaughter to be slain and destroyed, tortured and humiliated. And yet, despite all this, we have not forgotten your, forgiven your name. We have not forgotten your name. Do not forget us. We didn't forget your name. Na So don't forget us. And then the refrain, the refrain, Hashem, please change your mind and don't be angry at us. Next verse. So that's the first verse next verse. Strangers really means foreigners say, the other nations say, there's no hope for us Israel. Be gracious to us, bring us relief, give us mercy, etc, etc. Then the refrain, HaShem el shuv Verse 3, have mercy on us, do not hand us over to the cruel ones. Why should the nation say, ugh, where is their God? Please help us. Then the refrain Hashem Elohe Israel, verse four, Tishma v'tachon. hear our voice. Do not abandon us in the hands of our enemies to wipe out our name. Remember what you swore to our ancestors. We, ha- you, we haven't forgotten you, so don't forget us. Hashem Elohe Israel, Mecha. Okay. And then the first, the fifth verse isn't really a verse. It's just a line which will be familiar to you, which is actually the last line of Tahnun. okay, help us Hashem and save us, and then the refrain one more time at the end. Okay, so here's my question to you. I'm going to unscreen share. Why do you think um, the authors of our conservative Siddur, chose to leave that out. It's an editorial question. So it was obviously an editorial decision. By the way, and again, that that poem is only added on Mondays and Thursdays in the traditional Ashkenazi Sidur. So if you look at any Orthodox Sidur, Sak Sidur, Rinat Yisrael, Mitsuda, etc., that is there as just a standard part of every Monday, Thursday. Um, but in our conservative Sidur, it's just dropped entirely. We do have... So we have an alternative for Monday, Thursday of the preamble, the seven-paragraph Tachanun. Remember, we looked at it. We have the five paragraphs, but it's you may choose one of these, and different paragraphs were substituted f- for some of the traditional ones. We talked about that last time. Um, but this poem is dropped entirely, no substitute, no mention. Why do you think that was? It's not a trick question. It's just, you know, Michael.
2: Well, I guess because a lot of those concepts are covered in the last paragraph anyway. Such as? Um, We are helpless. We can only look to you, remember your compassion. Well, yeah, you could say that about
0: a lot of Tachnun, though. Hmm. You know, a lot of Tachnun is sort of conceptually repetitive. That's the whole theme of Tachnun. Any other thoughts? Want me to screen share it again so you see it again? I'll screen share it again. I'll screen share it again and give people... I'm going to screen share it again. I'm not going to read through it. I will slowly scroll through it just to give people a few moments because I want you to think about it. Okay, hold on. There it is. There it starts. Okay, so take a look. I know some people are walking, so not looking. I'm going to read some of the highlights because some people listen to the podcast afterwards when they're and may not have it in front of them. Look from heaven and behold that we have become an object of scorn and derision among the nations. We are considered as the sheep Led to the all right. I'm going to help you out here. Not having a lot of audience participation in class today, I'd like to point out. I'm going to help you out by reading the passages that I think led the the editor of Our Sidur to decide to drop this poem. So I'm going to highlight for you what I think are the key passages, and then I'll say to you, so why do you think our editor dropped it? Look from heaven and behold that we have become an object of scorn and derision among the nations. We are considered as the sheep led to the slaughter to be slain and destroyed, tortured and humiliated. Paragraph two. Foreigners say there is no hope for us. We hold on. I'm going to go on. I'm going to keep going. We are weary and no relief is granted. Okay. Paragraph three. Hashem, in your mercy, spare us. Do not discard us in the hands of cruel foes. Why should the nation say, where now is their God? All right. Paragraph four. Hear our voice and be gracious. Do not cast us off into the hands of our enemies to obliterate our name. I promised your ancestors, like the stars of the heaven, I will multiply your descendants. And now we are left only a few out of many. Okay, now I'm going to stop screen sharing. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to say again. So why do you think the editor of our cons- editors of our conservative Sidur decided to just drop this piut entirely, Alan?
3: Okay. I, I think it's a, a reference to the Holocaust. Almost a justification to be able to wipe out people, saying God doesn't care about that. You, we can be able to do this. And we are. We have been reduced, and it's a. It's also a way for, you know, if even their God forsakes them, then what we're doing is okay.
0: Uh, explain that a little more. Tell me what you mean by it's a reference to the Holocaust.
3: Well, they say, they talk about that weekend. I don't have it in front of I me. Mean, I, I mean, the poem, I mean, I just want to say
0: the Pew, hold on. Uh, the Pew isn't actually a reference to the Holocaust. The Pew is actually, you know, medieval. So tell right. me what you're what you're thinking. Well, no,
3: yeah. but what I'm saying is the reference af- after the Holocaust in terms of saying that these people that it's it's a just please don't destroy us. There's yep. reference to destruction, yep. to be able to, and in the, in the words that you were saying, particularly in the, in the, in the paragraph, I'm going to pull it up in front of me and see if I can do more, but All it right,
0: pause, is pause. it Alan? resonated
3: to me okay. as something that's going to do that that destruction of the people and just leaving a remnant is something that that could happen, and it may have been Maybe it was something that just did not want to be raised because these are the same people, by the way, who changed the language to add in stuff about the Holocaust. We talked about that
0: line that was added. Right. But but Alan. Yes. I want you to think about your thoughts some more and develop it a little more, because if it refers to the Holocaust, then then I might say, well, then why did they drop it? I'm asking the question of why do you think it was dropped? Totally. All right. Someone else. Why do you think it was dropped, Michael? Oh, I'm just thinking that uh, perhaps uh, the Massorti or, or the our, our movement con- considered that there was too much. Em- this was too much emphasis on um, that we were t- absolutely, totally sinful and not, worth nothing, and not and and so justice is due as opposed to um some uplifting message of mercy okay thought good thank you terry
1: that was a very um politic way of saying what i've been thinking was it's just such an additional downer to an already difficult um monday thursday series of prayers anyway that's that's what i was thinking at about, but actually, as you presented it, Avi, surprisingly, there were things about it that I liked. Okay, so that surprised
0: me. What in? Um, good. What about it? Did, what did you like, by the way?
1: Well, I liked. Uh, I, I liked the very clear references back to um Kitisa. Uh huh. And um and of course the 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 metaphorical connection um mm-hmm. with Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. you know, as a way of just thinking about what we do instead of once a year. Yeah. Monday Thursday.
0: Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good. Which uh, comes back to Michael Harris's original point wh- that he's happy that that there is that there is v that there is. Penitential prayers in the weekday Sidur, that it's not only the high holidays. He's happy that Tachnun exists. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Other thoughts? So far, everyone is missing some key element in those passages that we have not read a lot of in our, um, in our Tachnun. I'm going to, I'm going to read them again because I, because I just really need to drive it home here. Okay. We're so dense. That's Sorry. okay. It's all right. It's first thing in the morning. Have another cup of coffee. Okay. That's why I'm choosing to read certain verses. Okay. Avi, you you actually admitted that you were having a little difficulty getting organized. So yes. Okay. I That's a, so it's me. I got it. So I'm the I'm the one who's having trouble getting organized. All right. I'm gonna try again. Here cool. we go. Look from heaven and behold. I'm I'm only gonna I'm gonna only reading you. I'm gonna call it not the highlights the low lights. Right, because it's the downer stuff, and I'm asking you, what's what characterizes? I'm gonna I'm gonna read what I consider to be the key elements in this piyut that make it distinctive. Okay, oh please forgive us is not what makes it distinctive, because all of Tachanun is all is about oh please forgive us. That's not distinctive. I'm gonna read. the the elements that I think make it distinctive or most of the elements that I think make it distinctive. Look from heaven and behold that we have become an object of scorn and derision among the nations. We are considered as the sheep led to the slaughter to be slain and destroyed, tortured and humiliated. That's in verse one, verse two. Foreigners, I'm gonna say Gentiles, Say, there is no hope or expectation for us. We are weary and no relief is granted. Paragraph three, Hashem, do not discard us in the hands of cruel foes. Why should the nations say, where now is their God? Paragraph four, do not cast us off into the hands of our enemies to obliterate our name. Now we are left only a few out of many.
1: Take us away from memory.
0: Okay. I'm um, on screen sharing. Okay. So what connects all of those passages that I read? I won't they, continue uh, to torture you. So if you just- they
2: were probably true at the time they were written and they don't seem
0: to be true today. Because what what are they about? They're about sacrifices. They're not about sacrifices. Well, <laughs> unless you, I don't know what you mean by sacrifices. <laughs> They
2: well, in the sense, you still have the reference to the animals, right? You know, casting us aside, there is a, refer- there is a, a reference to animals or in the first part you were talking about,
0: wasn't there? I don't think so. I don't think so. Mike, Michael?
2: Yes, they were, at the time they were written, there were persecutions in which many, many people were killed. I mean, if this were during the Holocaust, we probably wouldn't remove it, but post-Holocaust... It it doesn't seem to be
0: necessary now. Okay. So the theme of the piyut is, Hashem, forgive us and turn back. The theme of the piyut seems to be, Hashem, please turn back from your anger. What is the evidence of God's anger over and over again in the piyut? The evidence that, that we're looking at that makes us feel like, wow, God must be really angry at us. Anti-Semitic persecution. Is that we are persecuted, we are downtrodden, we are humiliated. The nations are mocking us, they are scorning us. They are saying, ha, where is their God now? All these things are seen as evidence that God is angry. The proof that God is angry is that we are persecuted, 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 persecuted.
2: I mean, not, not only that. But the message here, which is which is a, a Tanakhic message from time to time, is that these enemies are an agent of God.
0: Uh, that I think that's an implication. It sometimes it says that explicitly in the Tanakh, right sure. in the Bible. I'm not sure it says that explicitly here. I think that you could see that as an implication if you wanted, right? That God allows them to do this as a manifestation of God's anger. But what it harps on over and over again is our being persecuted by the Gentiles, okay? They're mocking of us. We're down to very few because of that persecution. Please end the persecution. Okay, so now I'm going to ask the question again. Why do you think the editors of Our Sidur decided to drop it? They made a decision. They dropped it. Because it no longer is applicable. Okay. Go on. Say a bit more about that. Well, I have a guess. Maybe it was in response to, I forget what it's
2: called, Vatican II, the Vatican's renunciation of, at least supposed renunciation of anti Semitism, which occurred, I forget what year. I think it was
3: in the early 60s. Okay. All right. right. Alan, go ahead. I think it may be as a result of the creation of the state of Israel.
0: Okay. Now there
3: is a place for all Jews to be home where they can avoid persecution and having the Gentiles oppress them. But have We have our own home and our own place to be.
0: So we're actually getting two kinds of answers here, I want to point out, two kinds of answers that people are thinking of. Um, one is sort of a, let's call it a historical answer, like, oh, this doesn't apply. This is not true anymore. We have the state of Israel. It's one kind of answer. Another kind of answer is what I would call a, um, this, this sort of refers to back to what Terry said, a psychological kind of answer, right? Psychological, emotional kind of answer. I, uh, um, and I would also say, uh, kind of a way of looking at that is pedagogically, does the Sidur want you to walk around thinking in your tachnun, you're not walking around so I just meant it loosely speaking um, leave you with this idea to walk around with in your morning after your penitential prayers the Goyim really hate us we are so persecuted and decimated wow Hashem must be really angry at us because the Goyim really torture us That that is what that Piyut means so you're, are you, are you, basic- so, so I just think pedagog I, I, I just think pedagogically, pedagogically, theologically, emotionally, psychologically, um, I'm a, I think the editors of R.C. Dewar thought this is just not particularly relevant at this moment in time in our era, not relevant, perhaps I'll go further than that unhelpful and counterproductive to walk around as a jew coming from shul thinking the goyim really hate us and that's why we're tortured and humiliated and historically not that relevant at this particular moment in time are you are you then saying basically that uh like hey nowadays we have a role to play we have a place in this world we're we we have a place of action uh Got it. Well, I, so I think you're, uh, that might be true. I think Michael, you're taking it a step further, which I'm not objecting to. Okay. But um, I guess what's behind what I'm saying and, and what you're saying is pedagogically our editors might be thinking something like, how do we want people in the morning to think of themselves as part of the Jewish people? All right. And, This piut says, you think of yourself as part of the downtrodden, oppressed, tortured, humiliated nation who is mocked and scorned by the Gentiles. Which is, of course, a classic theme in lots of medieval ideology, okay, Um, which I think doesn't land all that well on... Years of Jews in California, Los Angeles, California, in the year 2022. That's what I think. Okay. Um, and Michael is suggesting, oh, there might be other ways for us to think of ourselves. Like, what is our identity? Right. But, but it's clear to me that in that pew, our identity is we are the despised, downtrodden, beaten down people. Classic medieval Jewish theme. Relevant, right? I'm not saying it's irrelevant. I'm not saying it doesn't have meaning. I think it spoke to people for a long time. And I'm just saying, I don't think it speaks. I think there are a lot of people who would say that does not speak to me. And I think our editors just decided to drop it for that reason. That's what I think. Other thoughts about that? It it is a little bit like, you know, saying, please rebuild Jerusalem, the the desolate, destroyed city. And to say that today, given the reality of the state of Israel, right? It's like, ah, uh, this doesn't resonate. I get how they said this in the year 1500. That makes sense. It doesn't really make sense to me. Other comments on that? Thoughts? Am I misreading it? Am I am I getting it wrong? What do you think? F- feel free to tell me if you think I am. I think it's, Spot on. Okay, so it's not just a da- So you're right, Terry. It's a downer, but it's a particular kind of downer. The downer is we are part of the Jewish people who is constantly beaten down, right? Hashem, please stop being angry at us. That's kind of the message, which is, which is different, I'd like to point out. So on the one hand, you can understand why it's in Tachnun, Right. It fits. Hashem, please forgive us. Um, on the other hand, you can also see how it um, changes a bit of the character of Tahnun. Right? and maybe not a bit changes some of the character of Tahnun, right? Because now we're left with Tahnun saying, "Hashem, we sin. We fling ourselves upon your mercy. Uh, uh, please forgive us." Right? Um, but there's, but in the in the Conservative Sidur tachanun. there's nothing about because we are the despised nation. That element has been left out. By the way, in terms of the placement of this piyut right before Shomer Israel, that makes a lot of sense, right? We just said about how beaten down we are. Please forgive us. And then we go into Shomer Israel. Hashem, please protect us and guard us. Right, so we had the downer stuff, and then we're we're saying optimistically, right? Shomer Yisrael, Shomer Echad, Shomer Goy Kadosh, etc. Right, so you see how it flows from that piyut into Shomer Yisrael. Um, so we, it's easy to understand why that piyut is put in that particular place in Tachanun. Okay, but we do not have it in our Conservative Tachanun. That was um, somewhat longer than I planned on. Okay. Uh, briefly, I'm just going to show you Sephardi Tachnun, a dot and 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 this is found in some, um, I'm going to screen share again, hold on. This is found in some Ashkenazi siddurim that are called Nusach Svard, which is really Hasidic, okay? But in the pure Ashkenazi, Eastern European yeshivish um, sidur, which is the ancestor of our, sidur it's not there so it is in safardi sidurim and i've mentioned this before but now i'm going to show it to you share um here we go this is the beginning of tachnun right cuz right after uh, right before that is avinu malkeinu right after the amida there's avinu malkeinu okay and tachnun starts with Avidu'i confessional which is here it is you see my cursor, Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu. So the Ashamnu. So the Ashamnu is said every day in the Sephardi Sidur at the beginning of Tachanun. Okay? And then, Hashem, please remember your mercy as it says in the Bible. Where is that from? Ki tisa, tisa, the story of the golden calf, Hashem's 13 attributes, right? So vidui, right, confessional, and saying Hashem's 13 attributes in our Ashkenazi conception is part of High Holidays liturgy, right? It's part of the slichot. So in the Sephardi liturgy, those parts, those slichot aspect parts of Tachnun are actually put at the beginning of Tachanun every day, right? We start out with the Vidui, with Hashamnu. We start out with recalling the story of the golden calf, Hashem Hashem el-Rachum v'chanun. And then you sit down and remember, we said this a few weeks ago, instead of Psalm 6, which we say, Sephardim say Psalm 25. They just have a different Psalm, okay? And then they go on to um, the long... The, the the quote unquote seven paragraph Tachnun that we have before the psalm, before Nafil they have the seven paragraph Tachnun after the psalm. Right? So Sephardim have confessional, Ashamnu, then they invoke the God's thirteen attributes of mercy from the story of the golden calf. Then they sit down and they do their psalm, which is Psalm 25 instead of Psalm six, and then they have the expanded Monday Thursday um, Um, seven paragraphs. Theirs isn't exactly seven paragraphs, not the same. And then they go on to um, Shomer Israel. Okay? So that's how the Sephardi uh, Tachnun is a little bit different. We had the uh, poem in the uh, standard Ashkenazi um, Tachnun, which is omitted in our conservative Siddur. That's the one we talked about at large today. And that's kind of the overview. I just wanted to give you other pieces of Tachanun that are not in our Sidur, So you have a sense of the overview of kind of the range of prayers that go into Tachanun. Um, so just to go back to the beginning, beginning, um, the Talmud says, and after the statutory required prayer, which means the Amidah, a person should not just dash off. They should say some other personal words of supplication that developed in post-Talmudic times <coughs> into the section of the davening that we call Tachanun, right? So it's an extra section, right? In terms of the required prayers, there are sort of four sections. Uh, uh, Birchot HaShachar, the morning blessings, P'sukei the hymns of praise, Shema and its blessings, and the Amida, those are classically thought of as the four sections that are required of the Sidur. And then, oh, by the way, before you dash off, you're supposed to add some supplications. And that kind of grew um, into Tachnun, all right, which is a section where we're supposed to pause before we run off, before we finish our prayers, and add supplications. Originally, Undoubtedly, it was supposed to be personal and individual. And as with other things in the Sidur, it eventually, there, there evolved a liturgy which came to be seen as fixed. Um, I would encourage people, you people, meaning you all to kind of try to recapture in your own davening or consider recapturing in your own davening some element of the personal in Tachanun. I know I've mentioned before, I'll say again, um, for m- myself, this is I'm not I'm not a I'm not a halachic decisor for anyone. I'm just telling you what I do as, as a private citizen. Um on Mondays and Thursdays, I don't do add the seven paragraphs or even one of the five paragraphs on the conservative Siddur, Um I probably would add one of the five paragraphs of the conservative sidur, but I don't use the conservative sidur as my day-to-day sidur. I use my little Israeli one. Um, on Mondays and Thursdays, I add uh, a shamnu. As I I prep, I do a shamnu first, and then I go into regular tachnun. For me, that's how I make my Monday and Thursday expanded and different. Other days, I just do regular tachnun. Monday and Thursday, I'll add a shamnu first, and I'll try to think about the things. And after I get to Taf, I'll add the other things in English in my mind that I'm thinking that I'm trying to do repentance for, to try to have it be a little bit of a personal, um, um, personalized and up-to-date version for myself, um, and then do the regular Tachna. So that's what I do to make Monday, Thursday different. Uh, I suppose if I daven from the Conservative Siddur, I would probably add one of those paragraphs, one of those five paragraphs that they give us as an option, because a couple of ones that they inserted from Saadia and Amram are personal and kind of nice. Okay? So I would encourage people to figure out some way to use this penitential, 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 supplicatory section of the Sidur to have it be somehow meaningful to you. And of course, if meaningful to you means I just dive in all the words in the Hebrew and the Sidur cause that's, what's meaningful to me. That's great. And if that's not meaningful to you, then find some way to have that section be meaningful to you. Okay. To fulfill its intent, which is the intention is to have some pause before we dash off for supplication before God asking for penitence for our sins, whatever that means to you theologically. Okay. Pause. I'll give people a few minutes before we dash off to say, does anyone have any questions, thoughts, comments about Tahnun? Yeah. I believe Avi, we will, I, 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 I want to emphasize I, what you uh-huh. said.
3: Go ahead. About reading on, on Mondays and Thursdays, about reading the sections from uh Gaon and, and um, Robman Gaon. You like those them? two paragraphs are something I read each time and they are they are very powerful for me and it is something that, that, that speaks to me in a very real way. And I I recommend reading if reading just those two because it's it is so personal and there is something there that I think everyone can find their own individual meaning for.
0: Great. Great. Thank you. Um, I, on my Shabbat Sidur, I have, um, cause I have, you know, different pieces from different Sidurim that I like. So in my Shabbat Sidur, um, I, um, which, which is the size of the slim in terms of the, uh, length and width. Um, I actually have in the back cover pasted into it some things that I've Xeroxed from other Sidurim and cut out that I glued in. Like, you know, I like, This Sidur's version of that and that Sidur's version of the other thing. So I pasted them in there. So I don't have to carry four Sidurim around with me. So I might figure out how to maybe get those two paragraphs into my, you know, fit them in my, in my tallest bag somehow in some form, um, since I don't use that Sidur, but I appreciate that recommendation, Alan. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that under serious advisement personally. Other thoughts about Tahnun? Other thoughts, other thoughts, other thoughts, other thoughts. No thoughts. Okay. I think we're done with talking, which gives us one week before Pesach. So I'm really not sure what to do next week. Are there any requests, suggestions? Should we go on to Torah service? Should we go on to Ashray? What do you want to do, people?
3: Let's do Ashray.
0: Okay. Alan says, makes a suggestion. Michael nods, seconding the motion. Michael O. Oh. Does that sound okay? Uh, okay if there seems to be any pressing need someday to go over the torah service we could do that but we will go on to ashray okay someone who goes to daily minion recently said to me are you going to talk about uvalet zion ever and i said it's someone who does not come to sidur class but they obviously have questions about uvalet zion i said we're doing tachanun so we're getting closer to that so okay <laughs> we'll we'll move on to the and the end of service, Uv'alot the psalm, and uh, sorry, Ashrei, Uv'alot uh, Ashrei, the psalm, Uv'alot Aleinu. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for Conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts.